A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Poor Hitter. Thanks for checking in to another episode. Coming at you with Mr. Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com to give you the NFPC main event player movement rundown. We'll give you an insight into the players that we dropped and picked up and some of the highest bid on players this week as well as the most bid on players this week. Get into a little player analysis, talk about a whole bunch of other things as well. Um, hope you enjoyed this and thanks for listening. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the dead pole hitter. I'm here with Mr. Todd Whitestone. Todd, what's going on, my man? Not too much, Rob. How's it going today? It's going fantastic. Wasn't a, a beach day, so that's always a bummer. But um, yeah. you know, yeah. we make it through the day regardless. Um, yeah. you know, uh figured we sit down and blast through your article here, talk about some some baseball like we always do. Um Anything uh, catch your eye this week? Or what stood out? Uh, yeah, it could be fantasy baseball eyes, fantasy baseball eyes. Uh, are you following anything? I know you just had surgery, so how do you feel? <laughs> I feel better, thanks. I mean, I had a little surgery on my uh, eye, and it's it's much better, so I, I recovered quickly. So I think uh, I'm feeling feeling good. Thank you. Fantastic, um, fantastic. Um, do you have any limitations? Yeah, they said don't lift anything, don't exercise. And I, whenever my wife asks me if I can help around the apartment, I say no. I'm under doctor's orders; can't do it. So that gets wow. me out of most of the stuff. Yeah, interesting. No <laughs> exercise, huh? For for, I know. for having wow. What do they right? What do they have against exercising? Is it misinformation? Jesus Christ. Um, so you can't lift anything. Yeah. Interesting. I just Googled it and it says it can increase your eye pressure level. So I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Elevated intraocular pressure is one of the most frequent complications. So I guess, um, yeah, they don't want your eyes to come come out of your head, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just. I, it was it was enough of ordeal that I don't want to do it twice for the same eye. So, so uh, you're I not awake, assume, are you? Was that you're not awake, are you? Like, what's the procedure uh, like? They give you a sedative, so you're kind of like there. You can, if he calls you by name, you can sign it, kind of come out of it and listen and hear it, an instruction. But you're you're not really feeling anything. Um, so, but you uh, can see. I mean, you can you can see, but you're like you can't tell whether he's actually touching the eye or not. Oh man, I don't want no part of that. That sounds like torture to me. 
No, I mean, you don't want to, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm a little fuss, finicky and fussy with my eyes. So if somebody starts touching my eye, I really don't want. Oh, yeah. I never had any, I never used contacts or anything. Okay. Um, okay. So, I have so contacts. Not, yeah. yeah. So I'm not that good with that stuff generally. So, yeah, I don't want to really uh, feel exactly what he's doing. <laughs> You know, I feel and, like, yeah, I mean, touching your eyes is not cool. I have contacts, and because it's such an autopilot thing, I'm yeah. okay with it. But sometimes when I actually sit and think about my finger touching my eye and the sensation it makes, it's yeah, disgusting, yeah. honestly. But yeah, yeah. someone else touching? No, no. I mean, yeah, one time... I, I time when even, I was really young, Todd, in Brooklyn, yeah. I went. I had to go to the eye doctor because um, I had something like a piece of wood or something stuck in my eye. And man, that dude pressed a Q-tip against my eyelid and took my eyelashes and bent that shit back. Oh. And I never forget like how quick it was quick and effective on his end. But to me, that's like one of the biggest forms yeah. of torture that I ever went through. It was because it's not only how it feels, but every time I think about, it's more about visualizing what it looks like and replaying <laughs> the move over my head. It's not, it's <clears throat> very, very uncool. Very uncool. Yeah, yeah. When I was, I was very bad with even like eye drops when I was a kid. Like I didn't even like putting eye drops in, you know, and you don't really touch your eye with an eye drop. But so, you know, I just think the whole thing, it's fine. I was basically unaware of exactly what he was doing, which is fine with me you know interesting yeah i like to drop it in the corner i drop drop it in the corner and just let it roll over uh, it's easy it's easier than withstanding the drop directly to the you know i see i see i do the yeah old, yeah i lid and put it in the pocket Ooh, wow oh that's a i mean the way you just showed me it, was, it looked like you had some <laughs> pretty good skills going that way man that's yeah, uh really. that's that's pretty, um, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. So how, how are your teams doing? Are you, uh, in the thick of it right now? You know, I got three main teams, one of which is really, uh, in trouble, but I'm, I'm kind of like enjoying the challenge of that one, Rob, you know, trying to move up the standings, even though I'm not going to win the league or anything, but I, I like working the fab and working, trying to, because it was, I was just at the bottom of the whole league. It was just terrible. I had too many injuries and stuff. Um, but the other two that I had with James are in contention. One were uh, like between first and second, and one were fourth in the league. So I, I think those are doing well. And I have a few other teams scattered around that are doing pretty well. You, your teams are really strong. Your two mains, I've noticed from doing the article, and uh, I hope you can keep it up. And, uh, you know, you're, you're really, you're really great, uh, Rob, at maintaining your overall at-bats. You know, you keep, you keep the, um, the, the activity level high for your hitters. And that's really something that's sort of a skill that I think, you know, a lot of people could do better, including me. Yeah. And you know what, too, it's, 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 it's pretty it's pretty interesting because I haven't really been so much hyper-focused on filling, like trying to go from three games to four on a Monday to Thursday. I'll take, I get it when it feels like advantageous when I have um, 
when it's a clear upgrade from what I have for right. my other guys, you know, I've been like mostly trying to stash good pitchers um, as much as I can, even though I had to, you know, eventually, like I really wanted to hold on to Matt, but I had to have to get rid of him on one team this week, just because that team specifically couldn't use it anymore. But um, so I haven't really played that ultimate stream game. Uh-huh. Um, I had been when, like I said, when it makes sense, but for like dropping a pitcher that I think will help me more down the road, I haven't right. been doing so. So right. yeah, I know my, my one main, I've been able to um, stay in that, you know, top 10 area, which is, I, I was shocked, I, honestly. So I guess it's just that um, the guys I have have been consistently just playing in, and not getting a lot of time off, you know, as opposed yeah, to uh, not trying to, you know, when I find myself in company of the volume master himself, Stephen Weimer, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, um, yeah. do you read Baseball HQ, Todd? I, I, I don't have a subscription, but I saw that he wrote an article. Yeah. Oh, man. You're going to have to sign up just to read Steve's articles. because I I mean, amongst the many things about Baseball HQ, we don't have to get into that now, but um, they have tons of stuff there. But yeah, Steve's article is very, very primo. And I think it kind of I'll bring it up when you talk about the wins category later, why um, uh, why it resonates with what he was writing about for wins. But yeah, he's the volume master. That's the article itself talking about volume. So, yeah, I'm shocked to see myself up there. Yeah, I'm trying to hang around, Todd. I'm in second in both of my leagues, but in the top 60 overall with both of the teams. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's always fun to just, you know, wherever I feel like I am in the standings, it's it's I like that. Like you just mentioned, having that different angle from playing from behind. And right. um, even though you're not, you know, your team isn't playing as you know as well as you'd like it, the number on the on the overall or the league isn't what you want it be but there's still a game within that game you know i think you just try to get better every week um and you know i don't know like the first roto league i ever played in by myself um i didn't share with any of my brothers or my friends um i won the second half to have a second half improvement award to keep everyone active in the league and i you know i won it and it was cool to not only like I got my money back and uh, it's a league with paid transactions. I want a little bit of that too, but um, it's pretty cool to make that improvement and, 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 you know, fight and fight and make it harder for everyone else. I think that's the most important thing that I think I should, you know, that everyone should just keep competing. It just makes the league better. You know, like it, I don't think people realize how much of the league, integrity and like the natural flow of what it could be in the league goes away when stop you know when you stop trying to fab when you stop trying to really care about your lineups and all that stuff i agree and i think that's why it's that's a good rule that you had with your uh home league that those years to to have a second half prize so that people are not out of it i also like you know keeper leagues where there's some incentive to finish well even if it's not winning the league. Um, so, you know, I think those are all good, good things. Most of the NFBC players in the main event generally grind to the end, but there are a few. I mean, we, we, we mentioned last year, Rob, that there were, and I looked it up, there, were 50, there was $58 per team, I think, that nobody, uh, nobody spent as, at last right. year at the end. 
And, uh, you know, those are, those are the teams that essentially gave up at least by the end. Yeah. And maybe some of them are even earlier. So, and that's, that's in one of the more competitive leagues of people are listening and they're in a home league or something. I think you can count on people losing interest that are in 10th place, you know? Right. Right. So last night after I got done with dinner, I'm talking to my wife. I, I see a little alert on my phone that Garrett Cole is in the seventh inning with a no hitter. Yep. Turned it on. And I saw some stuff, um, some notifications in our Discord chat. You know, Toby Baffett crazy loves his Garrett Cole. I think he loves to show how much better mm-hmm. he still is than everybody else in the league. Everyone, even though everyone always likes to talk about how bad he is, or they just like to hyper focus on the little. Sure the littlest of his um shortcomings um but yeah so as soon as i turned on the game paredes laced it up the middle and i said oh well that was quick but got me thinking about my recent sports um adventures per se um and i don't watch hockey that much i watch it uh, you know as much as i can i enjoy i think like everyone else um in new york when the rangers are good uh everyone really latching on to watching them do a stanley cup playoff run and so um you know i got into the playoff series and um i watched like four games consecutively like front to back um and you know the rangers are up in game three and they're up in the series 2-0 and I texted my friend that it's gonna I texted my friend Joe Cleary and my brother Mike that you know a a, a picture of a broom you know and they (laughs) they're blaming me for (laughs) everything that went wrong so you know yeah it's 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 you know I jinxed everything and it you know my defense to them and it's still my defense to you know what to like you know, maybe any, you know, uh, Yankee fan that says, don't turn on the game or, you know, don't talk yeah. about it. Um, it's a jinx. It's a jinx. You know, like to my offense to the jinx, it, like I was jinx. It was like, it was no way that me <laughs> texting that little icon <laughs> overcomes all the player regression. No, that happened. No. And the fact that they got dominated on the ice going forward, that's not in my hands. Like my, you know, the, like that text is not, what is it like stranger things? I'm just like, I have no, this, I have this Demogorgon cute. control over the hockey players no, and all of a sudden cute. they freight, you know? No, no, no. It's an Do you believe in jinxes? No, you know, uh, there was one, I'll tell you a really quick story. I was driving back uh, in a group car uh, from Long Island and we left early. It was on a Sunday of a beach weekend. So you can imagine normally on a Sunday, Rob, the Long Island Expressway is packed, right? Oh, my God. On a Sunday, every day. Yeah, so <laughs> we left We left a little early, and, and it's usually, if it was no traffic, it'd be like a, a little less than two hours. But you never make it on a Sunday in two hours. Anyway, about an hour in, uh, we hadn't hit any traffic at all. And so I to make conversation, I said, wow, this is going really well. And this girl that was in sitting in the front seat, and it was sort of a group car, she turned around. She was so mad at me. And it was like, it was not a joke. I mean, I thought at first it was a joke. She said, oh, don't say that. You're jinxing us. You know, we're, you know it's like, and, and I'm like, I can't create the traffic. There's normally tons of traffic, you know. So anyway, long story short, it turned out crazily, there was almost no traffic the whole way. And she... 
as we got into New York City and, and, and the guy let everybody out, she grabbed her bag and she was still mad about it. I don't know if she was more mad that it didn't turn out or what. And it was <laughs> like, there's no way I jinxed the traffic on the Long Island Expressway, you know? Like, no. so, yeah, because that's that there's 1.17 million <laughs> moving parts that contributed to that exactly. traffic. The main thing is being too many cars trying to travel in such exactly. a little space, you know? Yeah. 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 You had nothing to do with that. I know. And I didn't have nothing to do with the Rangers not no, really no, playing. No. Well. It just wasn't me. It's not my fault. No, no. So anyone who believes in that stuff just needs to really do the math. I'll go further. And even when there's a no, when there's a no hitter, I think it's funny when the, the players generally don't talk to the pitcher. And, and they're more in a position to actually affect something because they could actually talk to him and say something. Right, right, but right. I, I try to think about like how I would be in a dugout, right? And how I just naturally am as a person, like, especially when, you know, when I used to play sports, I, I was, I love to like see where everyone's head was at, talk, you know, even on the, you know, basketball court or in the dugout, or just always constant, like talking to my teammates, you know, um, right. you know, maybe, you know, talking to the other team too, trash talking, whatever it was. I was so, like, yeah. I usually was so engaged and I just feel right. like I would like, I wouldn't want to not be talked to. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's yeah. just me. Like I would definitely want to be able to focus and, and, and have my ability to, you know, keep zoning into what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's just yeah. odd when like all of a sudden Nobody you know, because that's not what a dugout is, you know, a dugout yeah, right, is right. always everyone, you know, he, he pacing around, talking to you, you know, grabbing some uh, bazookas and saying, yeah, yeah, nice shot there, Jim, you know, whatever yeah, it yeah, is, no, like, it's, it's just but, constant talk. And quiet, all of a yeah. sudden you just get silent. It's just weird. You, you oh, heard I the know. story of the uh, David Wells perfect game, right? When um, nobody would talk to him uh, in the seventh or eighth inning, it was, and David Cohn went up to him and said, okay, it's, I think it's time to break out the knuckleball. And he, and he made uh, Wells laugh. And uh, Wells said it actually helped him, you know? Yes, that's what I'm saying, Todd. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We got to get, um, I got to search for like a baseball psychologist. And I have to have a podcast and talk about like, does this even make sense to just stop talking to someone? Right, I know, I know. You know. I don't, I don't know who you could get, but I, I would got to believe that they would say, you know, saying nothing is not helpful. Yeah, right. I know. I know. It's just like you're going to the end of the uh, of the fantasy season, and you're in first place in the overall, and you're just telling people, "Don't fucking text me. Don't call me." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you That's just isolate. Gonna, yeah. yeah. That's going to affect your uh, your your, your state plant standings, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, let me just say, I hope that you're in first place with a week to go. And if that's true, I will text you. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd want everyone to text me. I tell right, you that. Fine. Yeah, I will text you with some some harassing text, and then it probably might even help you. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Tom, let's get in some fab this week. Tell us what you uh, sure. found in your article this week. You want to go quickly over the runs per game stuff or not really? It's not yeah, really sure. that interesting. It's like the, the numbers are actually, they were going up and then they sort of stalled. So mm-hmm. they, it's still 4.33 runs per game. And then uh, 1.05 homers, 241 average. Strikeouts are a little further down. Uh, walks are a little further down, but essentially things are the same. The games versus last year sort of slowed down. That's the main message. So right. I can just go into fab and um, let's see. Uh, I guess what, I had. At, what's your thought about the, like, you know, just basically the, you know, less, less walks, less strikeouts. Like what, what do you I think? It, it's, you think it's just a small play on the numbers, or it's just like? No. I think it's yeah. something significant. I think maybe starting with April, when people weren't getting the long ball, some of the hitters decided to make more contact, or maybe hmm. it was the pitching uh, that 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 changed a little bit. But definitely, there's more balls in play. There's fewer strikeouts. I don't know whether the pitchers are trying not trying to get batters to put in play or not, but there's fewer strikeouts for sure. It's almost down to 2017 levels and walks are, are definitely down as well. I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like when I watch a game that there's, there's um, balls being put in play earlier in the count, but it must be true to some extent, right? Yeah. I'm wondering, could you know how we always talk about how the pitching like data and the pitching, um, analytics have been further along than yeah. offense. I'm wondering if some teams have just found something to counter that and we're starting to see it play out on the field. You know, maybe maybe they do have more access to like things like this vertical bat angle and and are teaching or, or just um, having an understanding of matching up better against movement of pitches and, you know, how to attack the zone better. Um, lay off bad pitches, right. which is, you know, something I, I, I'm i sure teams, you know, stress anyway, but maybe we're just getting that, you know, batters are, are catching up in some way with being able to put the bat on the ball in the zone, you know? Maybe, maybe, because they're definitely not swinging and missing at the third strikes like they were last year. Right, right. And yeah, maybe it's some, something – with you know, like I say, like you see more and more guys with these the little cheat cards, and you know, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's just maybe we're just seeing more of the offensive guys having more access to data and things that they can make actionable when they go up to bat maybe. to to you know to to understand. Okay, listen, um, this guy's slider is you know heavy left to right, but um at this point um when it crosses the plate it's more like in this you know in this zone and then it has Uh another break Uh you know i don't know maybe there's just more things that they can dig up now and actually relay to the ball field than instead of just showing them instead of just reading you know so i don't know that's just it's you know i don't think it's all of it but i think it's i think it's something yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, i think it's something Maybe, maybe if we looked, I'm not, I don't have the time to do this, but looked at each team and, and saw what their difference was in strikeout rate from last year to this year. Maybe there's like 10 teams that really 
have cut down on the strikeouts. Right. I don't know if that's really true, but that would sort of be an indication that maybe you're onto something that these 10 teams, you know, just really don't strike out much lower, you know, than it was before. Yep. Yep. I wish I could. Uh, I like to use the uh, season stat grid on Fangraphs that has the year uh-huh. changes on it, but I can't group it by by um, team just to get a quick uh, a quick sense, you know. Of um, okay. yeah, but um, yeah, interesting stuff. Like I could yep. see real quick that Paven Smith went from nineteen point four percent to twenty seven point four percent K rate. Ah, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So let's talk about wind. You took a little the snapshot wind, yes. of the wind, yeah. So, so wins are a tough category, at least I think so, because, you know, you can have some good pitchers, you can have pitchers doing, having good performances, and still they may not get a win for various reasons. Um, but the target for this year, if we kept going at the same pace, is 92.4, which is about the same as what it's been. Um, it was, let's see, it was in 2021, it was 89. And uh, let's see, 2019 was 94. So it's right in the same zone as it's been. Um, So what you need to be on track for that, Rob, is 38 uh, as of Monday morning uh, to to get to about the 92 mark if you just wanted to keep the same pace all year. And my teams are, you know, you always ask me that, so... My main event team, and this is for the main event, obviously. Um, my teams are 38, 33, 31. So I'm a little lagging in two, at least two of the three teams in the main. How about your two teams? I have 38 and 33. Okay. Okay. So you're there with my two better teams as well. 38, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the team, team I have 33 on is, uh, is doing pretty good in the rest of the pitching, pitching categories. So just, uh, like I'm first in innings pitched, but, um, I'm slagging behind in the wins, you know? So, um, if your whip is good, you got to believe that the wins are going to come your way eventually. Um, maybe, I don't know. Whip is good. Second in whip. Um, first in the RA, and it's close 3.011 to 3.012. Um, yeah, but <clears throat> K's are also second, uh, with 560. But the winds are just, um, you know, I haven't been there. But, um, another this is what I was going to mention with the uh, with the article from Steve Weimer, um, in Baseball HQ, um, basically talking about he just finds the correlations between. Um, at-bats to how they relate to overall batting points. Um, so right. he breaks down, <clears throat> excuse me, how, what's the correlation for runs, homers, RBIs, stone bases, and batting average, and the correlation with those categories to, to at-bats and the correlation of at-bats to overall hitting points. And then on the pitching side, um, he did the same thing with innings pitched, um to overall pitching points and then with innings pitched to the five categories and uh-huh. so with the um 
you know, the wins category in Fab League, because he broke down draft champions, main events, and online championship. And though um the wins category were, you know, um had a correlation of like in the main event 0.67 to the amount of innings pitched that you had. But K's K's were um the strongest correlation and then ERA and whip, which had a, a negative correlation. No, that was pretty um right, right. that was pretty influenced, but wins and K's so um, but um, briefs synopsis of what Steve was writing was that um, attack at bat to lead to you know overall batting points, but um, hit the ratios um, early. Like don't 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 bog yourself down with bad double starts early. Go more for quality of the starts, and then um, at the end of the season, you know, you can start to pursue K's and wins by voluming it then, and you have like a good ratio cushion. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of makes sense. And that's maybe why too, I was going to say, maybe that's why like it's also off of the mark. Maybe, maybe guys play that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's the correlation between at bats and batting average, Rob? Do you have that? At bats and batting average, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so the correlation for at bats, um, for at bats and batting average for draft champion is 0.33, main event 0.3, online championship 0.25, and it okay. is the um, least, um, least it's the lowest correlated, yeah, thing yeah. with at bats, which makes. Yeah. That's gonna volume it. You're gonna have a bigger chance to bring it down. But um, yeah, yeah, because that's that's the fear. That's my fear anyway. Is that if I try to really get only guys that are playing, you know, four days in the first part of the week or something, then I'm gonna roster players that aren't really as good at batting average generally. Well, yeah, but also too, you got to figure if a guy has a Monday to Thursday and you're expecting him to play all the four, he's got to be pretty good. Yeah, that's true. In theory, in theory, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can find a guy that's definitely going to play four out of four, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. That's the, um, usually the problem, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, no, I think it's a good study, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a good article. Um, again, just wanted to bring that up because it's his first article with Baseball HQ, and I'm I'm really happy he was, he yeah, was worried about how it would come smart, out. Just, smart. Yeah, stand out. Stand that guy. Um. And then, so then you listed also the magnificent, magnificent seven here uh, yes. list pitchers with the most there, wins in the league. There were seven guys that had had eight wins as of Monday morning um, that uh, led the leagues. And uh, Verlander, Justin Verlander was one. Joe Musgrove was another. And Alec Manoa was the third. So those three guys were all drafted in the uh, top 100 of main event leagues. Um, and then the other four guys, uh, Gonsolin, Carrasco, Tyler Anderson, and Jameson Tyon, were all well back. I think the first guy out of those four that was drafted was Carrasco at 286. So, you know, usually I think, at least I do, I don't know if you do, think that the, the definitely the way to pump up your wins is to go for the really early pitchers. And I even the three that had eight wins that were drafted in the top 100, uh, Verlander and Manoa were nine in the 90s, and Musgrove's ADP was 73. 
So it wasn't really the top 50 guys that provided these wins, at least so far. Yeah. Um, I have none of these guys on my main event. <laughs> Just looking at it, I'm like, I don't have anybody. I do have them spread out on other teams. Uh, but okay, okay. but uh, I'm sorry. Good. I have, um, uh, I think I have Tyon. I have. I'm thinking I have Tyon. I have I have him on so many teams that I forget which which team sometimes, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. I yeah I got him in the main event. Yep. You might have time. Well, he's been very good uh, so far this year. He really um, has, that, really has been. And I do want to mention the six pitchers that had seven wins also. And again, it's the same sort of pattern. Max Fried was drafted at 71. He was the earliest one drafted. And then you have guys. Three that were in the 100 to 200 range, Logan Gilbert, Shane McClanahan, and Framber Valdez. And then two late guys, well, one late guy, Kyle Wright, and then one reliever. Usually have a reliever like a Bruce Suter type, um, not Bruce Suter, uh, Brent Suter. Yep. I'm thinking of the Cardinals uh, closer. Um, Adam Simber is the guy that had seven wins. And he, of course, was basically not drafted, and he's not even held by very many uh, in very many leagues at all. He's not even been that good lately, but he does have seven wins. So if you were able to draft him and have him active, you got a little benefit from that. Um, right, right. So, you know what? You know, it, it, it's it's interesting, but I know they say you can't go chasing the wins, but right. you could definitely attack specific things. So I'm looking at the top. WRC plus for um, offenses in the league, right? As a team, right. Yankees are one, right? You got Tyon. Mets are two, you got Carrasco. Mm-hmm. Houston's three, you got Verlander. Toronto's four, you got Manoa. Right. Dodgers are fifth, you got Tyler Anderson, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Those teams have a better chance of giving you a win. Right, because they're putting up the offense to, you know, and then you got to combine, I guess, other things too, like bullpen, being able to train, you know, um, or, you know, just simply just looking at, I think in the beginning of the year, just even just looking at the over under for wins in Vegas and just try to see, you know, yeah. what, you know, or, or just, you know, do your own. If you think you can do it, just get a good feel of the sure. teams you expect to win more games. Obviously it's not yeah. going to always translate seamlessly, but I yeah, mean, that's the problem. And I think the wins are more stratified this year than ever before. I mean, yeah. there's like six teams that could win a hundred games, which usually you don't have anything close to that. And then there's like seven teams that are supposed to lose a hundred. Mm-hmm. So usually it's not that uh, wide of a spread, you know? Yep. Um, and, and unless you, you predicted that, I mean, if we knew that in March, I think all of us would say, let's get pictures from those six teams. But yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, we really knew that was going to happen. Right, right. But uh, there's this practice is in place to at least just just make sure. I think it's just to make sure you don't have well too, yeah. too many good pitchers on bad teams. I guess you yeah. know it's it, it's almost like diversification in in the form of trying not to have a low ceiling and wins. You know, just because yeah. you have bad teams, like you don't you know you don't want to fill yourself with just. Uh, you know, pitchers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> just in general, like, you know, I think it would be, it's just something to look at when you're. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, I did I'd also mention the article, Rob, the, the pitchers with six wins. 
at the time of the writing. And uh, there were some more familiar names there, Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Sandy Alcantara, Logan Webb, Hugh Darvish, Zach Wheeler, Robbie Ray. Um, yep. And there, was, there were a few others. So there were some top pitchers that you know are only a couple of wins back. Um, so I, I think, look, this list is going to look a lot different even in a month and definitely by the end of the season. Yeah, um, but these, these are the guys that are helping now, and I'm sure uh, fantasy owners that rostered primarily these guys are, you know, ahead in the standings partly because of it. Right, absolutely. So, um, but now Makes we can look at the tab, uh, the Yeah, who, who was the big guy of the week? The big guy uh, was Orlando Arcia, um, mm. who's getting all the playing time for the Braves because Ozzie Albies is out and I'm shedding a tear because I drafted Albies four times. But um, anyway, uh, RC has looked really good. I mean, he, he was nine for 21 for his first 21 since taking over. He has had two homers. I'm not sure if I completely believe it because I don't think in his history he's a 400 hitter with lots of power, but he definitely could be better in, in that lineup. You know, that's he's going to score and knock in a, quite a few runs, I think. So I definitely think he was worthwhile of, of a pickup. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's he's always been a, a player that I'm, I was pretty drawn to, especially when he came back and he showed like a little bit more power via, you know, the stack cast and the minors last year and this year as well. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a good shot worth taking. Last year, he got a brief shot to you know, stay in the lineup. He just didn't do it. Um, but yeah. I think this year, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a big shoes worth filling, you know, um, that's for sure. But um, I don't know, just a quick glance over at some, you know, hitting metrics. He's, he's definitely, he's improved his lift. So he's lifting the ball more, balancing it up 12 and a half percent. That's pretty solid. Um, and the uh, launch angle tightness, the standard deviation that um, I like to look at to see how consistent the swing is, is, is pretty low. It's, it's, it's in the good wow. range. It's, it's in a range where some of the most consistent line drive, the fly ball hype guys are. So, um, okay. okay. yeah, who knows? Uh, I think he just has to have good enough games. Uh, actually, the exit velocity on fly balls to 95%, very solid. Um, yeah. So. You know, I think he has to just play good enough to where, yeah, yeah. I think he has to play good enough where he just, they don't start to manipulate his, his, um, his playing time. You know, if he can stay in the lineup every day and just be good enough for that, I think that, I think some decent counting stats would, would follow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you go for him anywhere? I did have him, but it was a couple notches down. So I didn't get him, uh, any leads, but, uh, I needed other things more. I think that was part of the problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he went for a decent penny too, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, high of 61, low of two in terms of winning bids. I don't think people were going all in for him, but there were, there were some people definitely targeting him. Yep. Yep. Now That's the second sure. guy on the list is a guy that you picked up. I know uh, CJ Abrams who's recalled for the Padres and he's uh, should get more playing time, I think. Um, and he was really hitting well in the minors. He was uh, 
let's see, he was, I had down that in June, he was 23 for 62 for a 371 average with five steals in the minors in just June. So uh, I think he could help you in your steals category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting bid for me. Um, I kind of was maybe a little bit of character, you know, not really sure he's going to be around for the rest of the year. Um, right. you know, um, I don't know if Machado was only hurt for a little bit, right. um, you know, as opposed to pretty long, but I felt like the overall talent, the fact that he was, drafted at draft you know at draft time and he was going to be pretty coveted and what like you said what he did even though it was the pcl and everyone is quick to point that out you know you still have to go out and do it and he he was he was tearing the cover off the ball um stealing and yeah um taking a shot that overall as the padres start to you know you know go down the stretch and try to win the division over the dodgers that they're going to need the best players they have available. And I just, I kind of think that he's going to um, be able to be in that conversation for them. And I think that um, as long as he, again, comes down to staying on the field, but I think that if he can stay on the field and just um, make decent enough contact and get the wheels going. And then if the power starts to fall in as well, then that would be great too. You know, so um, you know, Steamers got him for four homers, five steals for the rest of the season, over uh-huh. 160 plate appearances. So if he can get to 250 plate appearances, you know, um, maybe then 275, then, you know, I'll take about it. Yeah, I'll take I'll take even, uh, you know, seven homers, 12 stolen bases um, the, right. the rest of the way. And it's been too heavy and went 50. 54, I think 54. Yeah. 54 bucks. One and 54, 50, uh, 54 to 47. So. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and so the only um, I think he's oh. going to, I uh, know Kim, Kim's not playing the greatest. I know Tatis is expected to be back, you know, um, eventually, but I think there's a role for him here. I think he'll find okay. it. So I think the only thing working against him is that I think he's 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He's really yep. young. He's really young. Um, I think, you know, in two years, I'm pretty confident that he's going to be a real fantasy asset. I'm just not sure that he's going to hit the ground running right now, but I definitely got the potential. So if he hits for two weeks, I think they're going to want to keep him in the lineup somehow. Absolutely. You got very valid concern, Todd, hundred percent agree with you. And, and, and I think that concern reflects that price, you know, like he's, he's already had a taste of, of MLB, you know, um, we've already seen, you know, 70 plate appearances, about 50, 60, um, right. six, you know, n- uh, six overall pick. Um, like I said, highly drafted in the, in the beginning of the season. And then, you know, a guy that we'll mention later on, but Riley green gets called up and, you know, he went for, I'm not comparing the two because I think what Riley green can be in, in fantasy between his skill set, you know, can do, you know, power, average, and speed. Um, right. It's totally different, but, you know, just very high prospects. And I think like he went in an affordable range, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, and yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's way faster than Riley Green even is. I mean, his speed is, you know, at the top of the major leagues. Yeah. So 
So yep. I mean, if he figures it out, I think you really he's really going to steal bases. But yep. Anyway, uh, the third guy uh, picked up was Josh Winkowski. He's a guy I actually did get for a very low amount, and I wanted him just because he was going to pitch against Detroit Monday, mm-hmm. and I think he's actually going to get a second start um, this week. Uh, he pitched for the Red Sox, and he's got pretty good uh, numbers in the minors too, Rob. He's got he pitched 42 innings. He has a 43 to 8 KBB ratio and uh, 3.38 ERA and 0.97 WHIP in AAA. So that was pretty impressive. And I, I'm not sure he's a top prospect or anything, but he he looked pretty good to me. And he and, and going back to your point about pitching for a good team. You know, if the Red Sox keep their winning ways up, uh, they could actually win a few games over the second half. So uh, if he gets in the rotation, I think he's a good guy to, for people to consider. Yeah, interesting. Um, didn't look his way this weekend at all, but I could definitely see where the, you know, where the intrigue comes from. Right. right. And Actually, I think he, they're going to need arms, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, Evaldi has a back issue, I think, and. Um, but anyway, he could he could be in the same boat as Abrams. They could be dropping him in a week or two if he gets sent back down or something. So, um, you know, but there's not there there isn't any sure things on the waiver wire usually. Um, right, right. And for eight bucks, it's just uh, not not that bad. Yeah. 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 Now Aaron Savali, who is next, um, he's had a he had a rough go in the beginning of the season. He um, he gave up like six homers. I jotted this down. He gave up six homers in, uh, what was it, 30 innings or something? And uh, he was getting up lots of hits. He wasn't walking batters. Usually he's pretty good at his control. But um, I think he did the, did the time on the IL straighten him out. I mean, he's capable of uh, pitching well. Um, but anyway, he was the fourth highest pickup for 27 teams, high of 85. And uh, I don't know what you thought of him, but I didn't really get in on the bidding for Savali. No, I did not either. I, um, yeah, was off my draft list, was not on my look to fab list. So. Okay, okay. It might be slighted yeah, some, by, by some bias, but I just, not my kind of pitcher. Okay, yeah, he's not going to give you heavy strikeouts or anything like that, even if he's pitching well. Um, and he's no Miles Mikolas either. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best mustache in the world? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then the next pitcher is sort of the same sort of guy as Bo Brieski. Um, he pitches for the Tigers. Uh, and uh, he's pitched well. He threw seven shutout innings the last time out, I think. And so I, I think I, I, I'm not as, too ashamed to say I do roster him in one league. But um, I'm not hugely optimistic on his outlook for the rest of the season. Um, I think it's more of a desperation play. Yeah, it's a desperation play. I mean, he he's not he's not terrible. I mean, um, he did, and I think uh, as pointed out by several people, I think maybe in Justin Moment too, but on Twitter as well, he 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 went through a little bit of a pitch mix and um, uh-huh. definitely. Uh, you know, definitely um, gotten better uh, over his last oh. several starts. So, yeah. I think there's something there. I think I think he can be a, a good enough arm that, that he can stay in the rotation. And um, you know, 
make steps to get better. It's uh, yeah. at this point of the year, like you said, you're just looking, you know, for a good shot in the arm, maybe from a low key guy, and um, possibly can get it from him. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can be uh, at least a good league average pitcher. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, the next guy was Dylan Moore, who's another steals play. I think in June he's actually stolen six bases. Seven for 31, though, and only batting 226 over that same period. And usually that's what happens, Rob, is he kind of loses playing time when people get healthy and because the Mariners just don't want to play him regularly um, because he just his his average isn't good enough. Um, But I don't know. Did you go after him in any places where you might have needed some steals? He was at the end of my conditional list. Uh-huh. Um, for the playing time opportunity for some steals, um, with a little, you know, blend of possible power, um, multi-position, um, I don't know. I got, I got a little intrigued by, um, checking out just like his rolling average graphs, um, over on fan graphs and, you know, he's just, uh, I don't know, making some decent changes um, in his approach and 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 his overall numbers. So sometimes you just got to, like, try to beat sure. a trend that stays around. So if you see something minor you like and um, just kind of hope on it. But, yeah, no, he was on the bottom of the list. He was just like okay. a like um, like one of those. I definitely needed to drop a player and he was, yeah. you know, still on the list of like, well, I wouldn't mind having him for a shot, you know, I definitely, that. See, that. I definitely see that he can definitely give you a two or three week spurt and uh, provide some good value, especially if you need a little speed. Um, yep. Definitely agree with that. Uh, the next guy was Luis Patino, who's sort of uh, a big tease. Usually he's got a big arm, but then my experience in watching him, I don't know if you've watched him uh, too much, Rob, but uh, he has trouble finding the plate. You know, he just, he, he all of a sudden he goes through these periods where he just, walks guys so if he's over that he's coming getting over an injury if he's over that sure he's definitely got the stuff to deal with big league hitters but the question is whether he is is a going to get a spot in the rotation and b if he does is he going to uh you know pitch in the strike zone yeah i Absolutely agree. You just have to worry about his role. I don't think anyone questions the ability to, you know, to be um, what he could be. But I think the question is, how long is it going to take him to get there? You know, right. Um, right. and and you know, what roles he established? Did he pick up the the Josh Fleming role that he had at the beginning of the year, where he would start some games and you know, um, bulk other games. Um, and you know you probably want him to be the guy who picks up the second, the second portion of the start. You know, um, so right. yeah. I mean, the bat X and Steamer both really, you know, really like him going forth a little um, around the uh, um, nine Ks per nine and um, ERA three seven, WHIP one point two seven, one point two one. So. Um, yeah, I think I think he could be good in the right spots, and he just has to be. Yeah. Utile. I think it it usually gonna you know as it usually does come down to what Tampa Bay wants to do, you know, sure. and how they deploy him. He's a good guy to put on your bench if you have the room, 
just because you can sort of see what happens. But um, most of yeah. us in the main, main event don't have a room to do that for a long time anyway. Um, and he was and actually I, picked up in 11 leagues last last week too. So okay. That okay. was um that was several players, you know, jumping. Um, jumping gun, trying to well, get him yeah. up. Yep, jumping it and I see the last the max max bid last week was uh thirty-five. So right. um, you know. <clears throat> so this week it was tw- twenty-three leagues high of forty. Yep, yep. So um so we'll guy to, we're able to stash him a little longer la- uh last week and get him for a little cheaper. So not I too agree. bad. Yep, yep. The next guy is Brad Hand, who uh is part of the committee in Philadelphia for closing. Um, I'm not a big believer in Brad Hand. He looks so bad when he's in Toronto. But um, I guess, you know, sometimes, as you've seen, Rob, managers can just say, well, this guy's got experience, so I'm just going to go with him no matter what. Um, yep. But uh, I do think Sir Anthony Domingue has better stuff, and I would think that he'd get more save opportunities, but never quite know what the Phillies are going to do. Uh, did you try for Brad Hand at all? Uh, he was again at the very bottom of some of my conditionals, or kind of in the middle. I just got the guy above him um, huh? both times. So um, yeah, I I threw it in there in case because I think he's gonna get. I think they're gonna split it. You know, I think they're gonna split it going forward. But Hanable yeah. didn't pitch that bad in his last game. You know, in his last two outings, hasn't pitched that bad. The velo is up even a little bit. So. I just don't know how long even that will last as a tandem before they give it back to, you know. They probably want Knable to be the closer, but. Yeah, or even if all three of them enter the pitcher, you know. But I think, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think Dominguez came in one game, you know, in the, in the eighth, but it was, it was high leverage, you know. So I think right. he faced, I think he faced a three, four, five or four, five, six batters and then hand got this, you know, save. And so they'll work it. Um, in a non-Girardi like I think I think if Girardi was still around I'd probably say the like brand hand for sure would have the upper hand and I would have been a little more yeah and I would have been a little more aggressive with hand it was a it's the reason why I have him on a couple of DC teams you know like later on but um yeah so I don't know that's what I would say about brand hand that's probably a good call probably he he would have a better chance to get more saved with Girardi than maybe but I mean, Rob Thompson is sort of a wild card. We don't know. Right. Um, then there's our our old friend Edward Olivares. Uh, he's sort of injured, and he but he's on rehab. And I I just like the fact that I always think that Ed, Eddie is on the road between Omaha and Kansas City because that's where <laughs> he was most of last year. Yep. Um, so, uh, but he might be on the road back uh, to to Kansas City soon. I can't see why the Royals wouldn't want to bring him up. I, of course, I don't have a good record of predicting the Kansas City Royals. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, I would think that he's talented enough. They wouldn't want to give him a shot. He was batting leadoff for them before he got hurt. Um, so yep. it indicates that he has a chance. 
Went up to, yeah, he went up to lead off for, I think, two or three games um, while Witt was really in a bad stretch. Not to say Witt is hitting super now, but he definitely improved. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets back up to that spot or that was just something while Witt was suffering really bad. They kind of just dropped him down and gave him a shot. But definitely he was picked up in 20 leagues last year, uh, last week, 21 this week. So um, there's definitely been some, you know, some, some attention on. toward him. Yeah, yeah. He went for as high as 107 and as low as 17. So right. uh, pretty, pretty. Um, People are on him. People are on him right now. So hopefully he gets yeah. a chance to at least uh, play. I would like yep. to see that. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good try. You know, it's definitely a good get. Sure. I think for, if he does get to lead off, that would be his, you know, top thing. Like you nailed it. If he gets that. Um, gets that I didn't have. Internet. I was interested, but I didn't really have need for outfield help. That's the okay, thing. And okay. I, I, di- I didn't really, well, if I would have known that Margot would have gotten hurt yesterday, because actually that's kind of like a a similar player I think he could be is a, like a Manny Margot, that, you know, that 15-15 type capability, you know. So, um, and I think they're pretty alike too in the projection system per like per 1600. Per 600 at bats. That's a good call. That's a good yeah, call. I think yeah. Margot is, he's more of a professional hitter, Margot, because he's more yep. veteran. But yeah, but, uh, but yeah, he could produce about the same. Yep. Um, certainly, if they stick him down in the nine hole, that's not going to be really great for his value, especially in the Royals lineup, you know. So hopefully they don't do that. Um, it's right. not like they got such a stacked lineup. They can't put him up near the top, in my opinion, but. Um, and then the last guy on my top 10 list of pickups was Leody Tavares, who's back and starting. And he hit a, he had a couple of good games, I think, at the very beginning. And he was picked up in 21 leagues for a high $44. So, again, another potential guy that can give you speed. And uh, if he's still out there in the league that any, anybody's uh, in and they need some stolen bases, I think he might be a good spec to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Especially you mentioned previously about the need for speed and you know, it's hard to find without sacrificing some other spots. And right. you know, he, he, he showed and improved the strikeout percentage. Um, he walked a lot less in the minors this year compared to previous years, but I think they were more focused on him trying to gain like the bat to ball skills and be more, you know, a little less passive to aid in that, I guess, help him along with that. Um, so Interesting. He definitely put the ball on the ground a little more um, than previous years in the minors. But um, yeah, I think if, if again, if you can get a good blend of power and speed, it's just going to be, you know, can he keep up with the, um, the everyday playing time, you know? So if we see him start to suffer a little bit, you just have to wonder if they have anything else that they could reach back to, or is this, you know, they, they did mention that they wanted this, when they called him up, it was going to be, you know, for good, but the for good came when someone got hurt. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to always believe that one, yeah. those, those uh, words from the GM and the, and the manager, but exactly. uh, it's, it's for good for the next week. Yeah, yep. It's, it's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, the wow bit of the week was uh, Riley Green. I think you mentioned earlier, um, he was one in 12 leagues. 
and the the high bid was the wow bid of the week, three hundred sixty one dollars. Easily bid the runner up bid of two fifty three. Um, the, out of the twelve main event leagues where he was one, ten of those winning bids were over two hundred dollars, and the lowest winning bid was one forty seven. So mm -hmm. he was definitely a desired commodity. Uh, he wasn't available in my main event leagues. Did you bid for Riley Green? Was he available in your mains or no? I did. I did. He was available in one league and didn't get him. Didn't I get him. wasn't even the uh, backup bid. I was like, oh, man, I want to. I think I mentioned this once in a tweet. Like, I would love to see the other bids, not just the front bid. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, be yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I, would I don't love know to see why, why, why are they embargoed? Why are they only, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know I could, like, you know, what, you know, what I do in my homekeeper league, it's um, everyone gets to see the full transaction list, the full fab yeah. report on, on CBS. It allows us to see who bid on everyone, you know? And right. uh, I think it's cool because if you want to do the extra work and make that mental, you know, like, oh, this guy is cornering these type of guys or this guy is cornering yeah. this type of guy or this guy, you know, was previously in on this player and I knew he went three last time, so I might go four this time. It's just obviously oh, yeah. another thing to fucking drive oh, yeah. yourself well, crazy about. But get outfielders or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, Riley Green, I was at 258 and I lost. Um, I think uh, winning was, was, was in the three... 350s and backup was 312. They're 352 to and and 312. So, um, yeah, okay. but he definitely went up there. He had a median winning a, a bid of 285. Backup was 199 and a half. And um, yeah, like you said, as high as 361. Um, yeah. I was looking at uh, uh, our uh, friend on Twitter at Gecko Industries has a list of the top 40 overall bids um right. according to dollar value and number 40 was josh low at 369 in week two and actually so riley green wouldn't even make the top 40 list but he's right there he's right right behind yeah. it yeah yeah i did uh, this week i did list at least according to the high bid each week which mm -hmm. one was the highest second third fourth fifth and josh low on the 10th of april was the highest at 613 um which is not surprising because usually early in the season, people have more money, but still that 613 is a huge bid um, for yep. somebody. Um, the second highest bid all, all year was George Kirby, 557. And the third highest was the Jesse Winker one of 508. Yep. Highest for the in for a separate player because there was... Josh yeah. Lowe, Josh Lowe and Kirby also had bids above the and, and other the, second. Yeah. Yes, yep. right. this is yep. the, the highest winning bid of the week. Right. 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 Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, yeah. He, he, he's, you know, I think he's going to bring a good blend of overall um, fantasy goodness, roto goodness. Um, how quick he takes to get him there. I don't know, but he just looks like he looks the part. He looks, uh, just watching him, not just trying to look at the fan Josh graph Lowe page. Or Riley Green. Josh Riley Lowe. Green. Riley, Riley Green. Green. Yeah. Josh Lowe, I think he's still got some flaws. Everyone's clamoring over, oh, he took Garrett Cole to the warning track. It would have been a homer on 21 different <laughs> fields. Well, listen, you know what? It's fucking baseball. Grow up. Uh, it's one thing that drives me crazy is seeing the amount of people on Twitter who complain about this would have been this, this would have been yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Well, the, listen, that's. Such is life, right? That's life, Todd. 
They're, they're not playing before. in 21 other parks, okay? They're playing in fucking Tampa Bay. So huh. smarten up, and that's it. If you want every field to be the same, write a letter to MLB saying, why the hell is it 405 on one park and 367 in the other park? If you want uniformity, take it to the board, you know? Because that's what everyone wants now. Everyone wants to be the same. Okay, you have to have the same everything. Want, they just want to complain. I, I oh, like my the, God. It's, the expected like the thing, that's... the expected stats, tweets drive me nuts. Yeah, because yeah. it's cool to dive in and do some, like, you know, good, like, analytical research, sabermetric stuff. But to just say, you know, I feel like I see so many people. If my team would have hit the expected homers it did last year, I would have had the same season filled the so had. My team was, like, just right there, but just got a little unlucky. No, but that's what the tweets border on. Like, you know, like, just I'm not, you know, I'm I'm. I'm in seventh place because of these expected homers. I got the basic expected homer difference in my league. You know, it doesn't matter. Life isn't what's expected to be, right, Todd? I mean, you can go yeah, to yeah. school, you can graduate, you can have the highest grade. Does it guarantee you a job? Right? No. no. You can hit the ball clean. You can hit it far. Does it guarantee you a homer? No. That's no. it. Stop. Sorry, I'm done with the rant. It's just so many of that. It's just become like a, a rolling timeline of people showing the same thing. This guy hit it at the same launch angle as this guy. How come it went further than this guy? It's like my, my it's favorite just, is, is the ones of that would have been a home run at Fenway Park. Because, oh. You know, Fenway Park, you know, you if you hit a sort of a line drive, it can be a tremendous hit, but it's you know, it's not gonna clear the 37-foot wall. And uh, so if you hit a certain ball, a fly ball uh, that's not that deep, yeah, sure, it's a home run at Fenway Park. But who's to say that the pitcher would pitch that guy the same way? Yes. Oh, my God. I know. I know. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about baseball. It's just like all these things change the narrative. To to, Yes, it would have changed that outcome because the approach is different. Oh, Alex Bregman hits all his homers at home in the short porch. No shit. That's what he he, if he's good enough to do it, though, it doesn't mean he stinks. You know what I'm trying to say? It's oh, my God. The Yankees have a. You know how to have a short porch, right? And guys shoot for it. I mean, can you blame them? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh what about the, what about the ones? This is my last one. I'll bring up. What about the ones where uh, the 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 guy makes an error, and the the pitcher then proceeds to give up, you know, like four tremendous hits and give up, uh, you know, lots of runs, and then people go back and say, well, you know, if they had made that error, he would have had a shutout. Well, right. Like, right. Has, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, he was hit- he was getting yeah. completely blown up right after that. Why? Right. Who's to say that he wouldn't wasn't about to implode anyway? Um, yeah. You know. Anyway, that just. I'll just know. I'll just respond like, well, he shouldn't let an error shake his whole freaking approach and yeah. and melt. You, you know, if you have a pitcher who had the meltdown off an error, maybe he's not the pitcher for you. Exactly. You can't. You know, really smarten up. <laughs> Another thing I want to rant about is people have. The worst ability, the worst hand washing ability. I don't know about you. I go to like, go to like a public, you know, go to the bathroom somewhere. First of all, no one washes their hands, which is fucking gross. But number two, nobody, the people you could tell they would have bounced if no one else is in there. They do a water sprinkle real quick. They do the water sprinkle like this, right? Running under real quick, shake it out and then just walk out. Right. Which is what the fuck are you doing? That's like theatrics. You know, it's like pretty much, you know, what 
a lot of people do anyway. It's just theatrics. And and you get the other people, right, that 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 just like they do my thing too, right? People don't people underestimate and underwork the dry, right? I yeah. shake so many wet hands. It's fucking gross, right? You know, oh, yeah, your dry hand right your up. hand. Yeah. Dry. Oh, I just washed my hand. How can I assume you just washed your hands? Like, I don't know. Like, my first thought, if my face goes like, oh, that's gross. It may be because I think maybe you just wiped your neck and it's sweat. Maybe you just sneezed into your hand and it's fucking, you know, bugs. It shouldn't be wet. I don't know. It shouldn't be wet no matter what. It shouldn't, shouldn't be wet no matter what. And if you yeah. see me, don't even extend if it's wet. Don't extend. You know, okay. give me a pound, say what's up, give me an elbow, whatever you got to do. Don't extend your hand if it's wet and learn how to dry, wash and dry. So many, oh man, the bathroom wash is just like, guys, step it the fuck up, man. Sorry, but <laughs> really, I mean, pre, not even just because, oh, it's COVID times. No, it's because it's it, that's a forever thing. That's a... And oh man, it's just so. <laughs> and you know what, too? I hate the I hate the dryers that 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 you have to sleeve your hands into to yeah. dry. You, can, you know, you drop them in. It's like a Dyson. You drop them in, and it dries. Like oh. you see it at the airports. Oh, that yeah, is yeah, gross, yeah. too. I never, never put my hands inside that thing because yeah. that thing has got to be littered littered with scurvilitis and if you don't know what scurvilitis is you could ask me all right it's what the pirates used to get and it's just boom leads to death there's no way i stick my hand in those things okay not for that. me no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. The, the ones that blow out and that are you don't have to put them in something that they're okay but the ones that uh the ones you got to put your hand in the bin yeah no. right exactly no thanks no thanks and you know what one other thing I noticed too, while I was out in the world, right? This is how bad it is in, um, in the world right now. I used to know, I used to work in the gym business, the restaurant. It, you know, you have your paper towel dispensers and you could set like how much it gives. You know, you could set like if it's automatic, you get six inches of ply, whatever. Right. Um, and you just give a general amount. I used to work for a cheap general manager and he's like, no, no, you got to hit it smaller. Like make them take, you know, because he didn't want to pay money for paper towels every month. It was whack, you know, give them what they want. You know, um, I went to this place. <laughs> it moved like an inch. Right. And I, I couldn't even rip it out because it was not enough to even rip. You know, it's not yeah. a pump either. You can only do it if you stick your hand under and it gives you a certain amount. And I'm oh like, God. man, this is how bad it is these days. This is how much inflation is killing people that this restaurant can't even give more than an inch. Oh, my Ugh. God. If you can't give more than an inch. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm done. Sorry. Sorry for All everyone right. who's listening. Have to hear me. That was, I think that was helpful for the listeners. Blackout. I, I Listen, I'm not trying to make people worse at their lives, you know, <laughs> basically what it comes down to. But maybe I should just do a whole podcast of my ranting. I, I think they would get a lot of listens, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you I would like to know that. It. I'd like some feedback from people. If I can get I like. Here's here's the, the thing. You just name it the rant cast. Yeah. The rant, Rob's rant. Yeah. Rob's rant cast. Yeah. Yes. It'd be, it, it would border very similar to like Larry David. If you watch Kirby Enthusiasm and you yeah. understand Larry David's 
That would be, that's, that's what a lot of my things are. General observations of society right. doing right. things that are just not really. Make no right. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, shit. But um yeah, so I lost that on 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 Riley Green. Um I wanted to bring up actually real quick, he was a very popular yeah. ad last week and this week again, Kendall Graveman went in 19 leagues for as high as 192. Yes. And then yes. you see last night, good old Joe Kelly stroll <laughs> out for a save. I was shocked. Like I had I had um I have Hendricks and I tried for Graveman. Um I didn't try hard. Um I, I think I was in like the 44 range. 50, I think it was 44, 54. Um, right. So I thought I was in the area. Uh, I was close. It was close, but. Uh, you didn't get him. You know, didn't but get I mean, him. Kelly, um, Kelly gave up two runs. He uh, did. It's still, still horrible. But, you know, the fact that he came back so quick and got thrown into it so quick is an interesting twist on things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, because, how long do you think uh, La Russa is going to manage the White Sox? Why, he's managing them? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my God! That's I don't a good, know. That's a good line. Who says he's know. managing them now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who does, he he doesn't remember the last game he's been to in like six years. Sorry, he yeah. still puts Larry Garcia in the lineup. Though. Yeah, I just can't wait until he like intentionally walks a uh, a guy again, and uh, the next yeah. guy goes yard. Uh, we need him to get a funny. mohawk so he gets fired. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, any any other. Who else did you put on this week before we move into the um, remaining? Well, did I pick up? I mean, yeah. I got I got Graveman. Okay. Um, oh, you got and, Graveman, uh, but but not this this week. The week before. Oh, the week. Okay. Uh, and then I got uh, Winkowski a couple times. Okay. I remember, um, and there were a couple other guys, but they were small. Michael A. Taylor, I think I picked up for cheap. Um, a couple other guys that were just not too expensive. Um, on my main event team so i see a i see a nick gordon is that you oh yeah i did get nick gordon ah i see again 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 i wanted him i had him on, like i really i love what he's doing he's he's changed yeah. he's changed his batted ball prof, right profile in the air a lot and it's it's, yeah. it's just that pt and also like i mentioned didn't really have the need to have an outfielder like another outfielder right. um but I kind of wish, you know, I did because I like what he's doing and I hope he gets he's, run he's and hitting the ball really hard. I mean, right, you know, right, right. And uh, consistently. Yep. 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 I like so it. I was happy to add him. Uh, hopefully he can, he can perform for that team, but um, yeah, I'm looking for little guys that have a little uh, sort of an approach that maybe can uh, be more than what they've provided so far. Otherwise I'm never going to, uh, you know, catch up in any of the leagues i'm in um i, I saw danny pick, jansen pick up for you i did yeah i got danny um, when do you think he's gonna come back that's a good wish, question yeah. i'm hoping in, in about a week I'm i wish he was available in my main he wasn't available in my main he was available in my auction that's the online auction it's a 150 yeah. auction um yeah. and 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 it usually tends to be um uh, it usually tends to be a little more availability catcher wise. Um, right. But right, right. that's a solid ad right there. I like it. Uh, I like how you were aggressive too. And you were 54 bucks, uh, 44 bucks and you went up and got yeah, them, yeah. you know? Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can read you all the guys I got in the mains really quick. And that's uh, one of those things too. You drop the catcher and Diaz, who I think will, 
take a lot of money off of another team. You know, you think I mean, he's been hitting very poorly. I know, I know, but someone's going to be drawn to the Colorado catcher without Maybe. a doubt. Without a doubt, I don't think you did a bet. No, I would have dropped him for sure uh, if I was you. To, uh, I get Jansen, you know, for sure. So yeah, that's so all. My ads were uh, really quick. I'll read them. Uh, Michael Taylor, 27. Jansen, 33. These are in three separate leagues. Uh, Jansen, 33. Taylor, again, for 38. Nick Gordon, 25. Miguel Rojas, 10. Winkowski, 8. And then the last one, which is my worst league, but uh, Gordon, 6. Brian Servan, who is the other Colorado catcher, 6. Braxton Garrett, 4. Willie Castro, 1. Winkowski, 1. Hmm. Um, so, you know, nice solid you had yes, to be happy I, with the Rojas deal is only his third of the year he had one yesterday right yeah I don't think uh, actually we started him this week oh just, why four game Monday to Thursday I, I don't I could check if you want but I no no no, no. I thought I thought I thought that would because actually this, you know he was an option for like a middle infielder streamer yeah maybe maybe um, yeah I don't know. I don't always know. Remember exactly what James? He's the manager of the team. It's all we'll good. See. It's all good. You don't have to check. It was just one day. Right, fine, fine. Okay. So I did list the uh, Century Club. Uh, you mentioned Graveman, and we talked about Green. Do you want to know about my ads, Todd? Yes, I do. All right. You got them available. Let's hear. We don't have to. And I picked. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> mentioned C.J. Abrams. I picked them up for fifty-four bucks. Right. I picked up right. Ryan Feltner. For eight dollars, my Colorado gem right here, and, and uh, you're not going to throw him at Coors Field, right? I don't know. It, it depends. I don't have a standard universal no Coors rule. I mean, I don't play like that. I, really? I leave myself. Yeah, I leave myself open to all possibilities. Oh. Of my Todd. All right, you can, you, can you do me a favor? I want you to tweet out or at least tell me I'm starting Feltner at Coors Field. I I, I want to know when you do that. When I do it, all right. I'll let you know. Whenever, when, I do when, it. when and if you do it, tell me you you're know. doing it. He's probably going to be a guy where I carefully, you know, um, you know, select when to start him. Um, you know, right. for, he's still very, uh, you know, I don't know, the very uh, raw young pitcher. But he had okay, two starts okay. this week. But um, what I saw was pretty decent. I mean, he two starts ago um, versus Atlanta, three innings pitch, six earned runs. Um, which wasn't so great, but the two starts that sandwiched that a total of 13 innings with two earned runs, 12 strikeouts and two walks. Um, okay. So okay. I really like that. Um, I really like that for um, while I look at the pitch leaderboard on Alec Chamberlain's pitch leaderboard, he has um, a very good vertical attack angle on his fastball, which means that uh -huh, even though uh -huh. it's not coming in, really fast at 94 seven it's coming in at a favorable angle for him i kind of like to i kind of like to look at that for fastball usage um but also um you know zone contact pretty solid um for yep. several pitches um he gets guys to chase 37 percent o swing on the slider 36 percent on the curveball um, and he's got almost four pitches with a swinging strike percentage over 10. Four seams at 9.8, um, which is decent okay. for a four seamer. Slider 15.3, curve 9.5, change up 11. Um, so I like the pitch mix. Um, I like the, the ability to move bats. There's the movement on his pitches. So I, I 
I don't know. I I I, okay. I might have a dud on my hand, but it's just some things that really um, seemed quite interesting with him. So uh, I'm interested sure. to see if he can. Well, he has two road starts this week. One is tonight, I think. One is tonight, um, baby. We're going to get it tonight. Miami and Minnesota. And then next week he's home for Arizona. So that'll be the test for Rob because it's not a great hitting team. But Todd, we're through three innings. One hit, no walks, two Ks. Let's go, baby. Ryan Feltner. Wow. Cy Young. Cy fucking Young, baby. <laughs> I'm worried about the twin start because that's, you know, the, 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 yeah, the they're, twins they're hitting well. They're yep, hitting well. They're hitting well. I heard him well. All right, well, but, we'll so see. move along think... from Ryan Feltner. Um, I just wanted hey, to go. go you know, I picked him up in 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 both mains and um, I'm sorry, just in one main and in my auction league. So, uh, okay. you know, I was pretty, I was pretty excited for Ethal Feltner. Um, I picked up Miggy. I needed a um, a corner a, a corner bump. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So I picked him up for. Uh, Drop Jake McGee because I don't know what he's going to do. Um, I picked up Miggy again, my and another main, um, and for three bucks. And I picked up Freddie Peralta um, for eighteen because the timetable looked really promising this weekend when I dug through a bunch of things, and I just yeah. think that he was worth the stash sure. um, because I think he's like, as opposed to like holding on to sale from the beginning of the year, I kind of think that his upside is more like, I think he's a more than, you know, more of a top 10 ish, 15 ish pitcher. Um, and yeah. it was worth to try to scoop him up. But then today um, there was a tweet that said that um, they weren't sure about the timetable um, right now for him. So, and that they would yeah. have to reevaluate and hopefully he could string together some starts to be uh ready for postseason so i don't like how that sounds today but um what are you gonna do um you might drop him in two weeks if his timetable is long enough but maybe yeah yeah probably i mean if it's yeah if it's if it shifted back to that timetable then yeah i'm probably gonna be out but you know what are you gonna do sometimes you just gotta take those you know you take take those shots i mean he he could help you in the last couple of months yep yep um same thing, online championship. I just did a I, I did a Brew Baker stream. That worked out so far so well. Another Feltner stream, Luis Gonzalez, and um, mm-hmm. a Nico Horner for eight bucks. And I picked up Riley Green in my OC actually. Um, oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice, nice job. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. It's my uh, my my best online championship, and I had I had a I had a good amount of money. So um, I figured I'd go with the kid and see go if for it. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the Rockies just scored their fourth run for Feltner. He's got a win locked up if he goes two more innings, baby. You can't stop the Rockies. Man, let me tell you, it's Ryan Feltner. His his kid has my heart. I don't even know him. Okay, well, Matt. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird how you you get more invested in the guys that really were the uh, pickups that you know you were on early. Yep. You know, that, that those are the ones, you know, you really want to do well. I know. You're right. You're right. You're totally right, Todd. Yeah. These you know, obscure that, guys where you're like, come on, you could do it. Come on. Like, I got you. I got you for three bucks. And, you know, come on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if your Feltner thing leads you to the title. Um, I tried to like, um, do you try to look at your pickups during the week and see like who uh, like who else picked them up? Do not do that. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I kind, I, I kind of like to do that. Like, I kind of like to um, 
you know, like so, um, either through if you go on the NFB site and go to stats and you go to the player movement and sure, to the main sure, event. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, sometimes you could. I like to just look at the full view. Um, yeah, yeah, and just, yeah. And just kind of, uh, you know, control F a whole bunch of different names, you know, and and and, sure, and see across someone. like you know who's you know who's Phil picking up, who's Toby picking up, who's who's Steve Chupinka picking up, who's Vlad picking up, who's Todd picking up, you know, just kind of look to look around or or when i you know i pick up a specific player i just kind of look at you know who else um picked that player up you know so you know got some interesting names i just like to look at that to see who else might be you know kind of uh seeing things that i got but i got a japink on there i got a dave i got a dave mcdonald and uh his boy tony um there's Uh a uh there's a dead money which is uh which is Casey Cha, right? So listen. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, Cha, yeah. That that, that means it's got to be a good pickup. Got to be a good pickup. All the studs <laughs> are picking them up. Uh, <laughs> you know. So um, anyway, so that's my Ryan Feltner love. But uh, all right, so carry us through the rest of this podcast. If so so uh, I just wanted to off. mention the Fab remaining uh, chart that I did. Uh, there's three hundred and fifty-four dollars left for the average main event team, and. Uh, that's down from 394 last week. Um, you know, the bidding total number of winning bids was less, 1300 instead of the 1500 from the previous week. But um, but people are winning bids still about almost two per per team per week, mm-hmm. and so you know still spent close to 40 bucks per team. And uh, you know, I think as this gets gets closer to the end and we've gone through 12 periods people have spent 645 on average you know i think people are going to have to slow down to 30 or 20 per week um or else you know with 15 fab periods left they're not going to have much to go on in september um, all right but anyway that's the delay of the land there and then i did want to go over the uh coliseum we wait, wait, hold on, Todd. Hold on, Todd. We have another Ryan Feltner update. Just can't, I can't help to share with okay, you. Okay, go, go, go. Through through his three innings, 54 pitches, not great, but 30% whiff, 31% CSW. Gotta love it. On the fastball, 11 swings, four whiffs. Um, I like it. He's throwing half a tick harder, 97.7 max, and he even brought down that vertical angle. Like wow. he said, so he's throwing it even flatter with the up. T- with the up um well, four shutout in four shutout innings. Oh, this kid is gonna win rookie of the year. I tell is you. Is it four shutout innings, Rob? Um, so far it's only three. So. Three, okay. But that's enough right now. It's like that's, yeah, it's that's good, good. It's good. I'm not I'm not belittling it at all. It's a win. It's a win. It's a win for me. Okay. Um, get it. Sorry. Coliseum. Coliseum. Two winners, two winners and two losers this week. Uh, we have Michael Harris and Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, as outfielders that really have performed well enough to get a win. Harris is batting 333 over the three-week period, three homers, two steals. He's a pretty easy call. What a stud, Oscar, huh? He's looked yeah. great, man. He's looked he's really great. I'm, I'm like, I looked at the price he went for in my league too, and I was like, man, that was kind of attainable compared to some of the yeah, other, yeah. compared to and some he, of the other like Gorman type bids. He, he's he just, really fast. Have you seen him run? He's really fast. Yeah. And he just, it looks kind of easy for him. The game looks easy for him. You get opposite field homers, you get spray hits and speed. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's, yeah. He, if, 
if he had any shot of getting into that top of the lineup somehow, it's that's going to be one of the best pickups well, of the could. year, possibly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then Oscar Gonzalez, who was hitting really well, and he, but he did hadn't homered, but then the other day he finally did hit a homer. Um, it was, uh, I think it was Sunday that he homered, but anyway, he's hitting 324. So, I mean, he's really making good contact. He's getting you runs scored and runs batted in. And uh, I, I think, again, easy call for those guys that picked him up. I did not get uh, Gonzalez, but uh, he's, he's doing really well. Um, yeah, I got, I got Gonzalez on both teams. I'm pretty uh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty psyched about that. Um, he's, he looks good to me. Um, yeah, I got him for 34 bucks and 37 bucks. So, um, I was aggressive in one league, 34 to nine, but in my league was 37 to 29. That was on uh, May 29th. So I'm, I like it. I think I have him in my OCs too, and even my auction league. I, I think, um, I think the power is going to come for sure. And the hit tool looks great. Very aggressive. Definitely not a guy who's going to look to walk or, or, you know, right, right, right. But I like it. I like the aggressive attitude. Um, Attack and I think now if Reyes, Fernando Reyes came back and he slotted in behind Gonzalez, and if that's the case, you know I think he, I think he might even see some more pitches going forward. Yeah, some good, good pitches he to drive. Yeah, a lot of fastballs. Yeah, yep. He's yep. In front of Reyes. Um, then the two losers, Rob, were Victor Robles, who I, you know, I'm not always right on these things, but I, I, I was skeptical when people were really picking him up after he had that one really hot week. Um, but he has batted 200, no homers, one steal over the three-week period. And he, he was dropped in a lot of leagues, as you would expect. Um, and then the other loser was Cole Sulzer, who is, uh, most people know the story, but it looked like he might have a chance to be the closer. And then he kind of blew up and didn't even get put in the ninth inning. And now he's on the injured list. And it's so funny, Todd, because I picked him up the week before the 29th on the 22nd. Uh huh. Before Bucks, I was like, oh, I got a gem right here. That was a, yeah, yeah okay. That ended up being a dud, too. It doesn't always work, unfortunately. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't always work. Just because you're early doesn't make you right. I've, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> right, right. I've been, I've been early in a lot of guys that turned out to be duds. Um, Anyway, so the record for the season is actually still pretty good. It's 13, uh, 12 fab periods, 13 thumbs up. Much better than last year when we had 24%. It's 36% now. Um, so uh, we'll see if we can keep it up. But right now, the wire has been much better for main event owners that, than previously. Um, right. So that's encouraging. I did also list uh, single team drops that I found interesting. These are I, not the the players that were dropped in two or more leagues, but in one league, Oscar Gonzalez was dropped in a main event league. Then wow. um, Diego Castillo, Colton Wong, he's injured, but he has some value, I think. Jose Miranda, Jesus Aguiar, Anthony Disclafani, who's, who's actually been activated, right? He's pitching. Um, Tanner Rainey, who's still getting a few saves for Washington. Kyle Farmer, who's been hitting very well, in my opinion. Uh, Brad Hand, who we mentioned before, and Cal Quantrill. So there, there's some uh, drops that, you know, again, we don't know the exact team situations, but some of these guys seem valuable, and I'm sure will command some 
pretty good dollars uh, next week when they are available. Yeah, the the Tanoveni one is pretty interesting, huh? Yeah. I mean... Maybe this guy has four closers or something. Uh, I guess that would be that would be the thing. Um, Cause that's, that's, that's interesting. I don't like, I mean, I see rainy pitch a lot and he kind of doesn't really impress me. Uh, no. I think he's, I think he's very out of the strike zone a lot and he can definitely get himself in some trouble. Let's see. The gentleman has Joe Barlow, Kenley Jansen, um, Michael King, um, Eli Morgan. So maybe going with the more middle lever approach route on, on top of two closers. So, but yeah. still, still though, I still think that, you know, um, you'd think he'd want that third reliever, even if he was going to just have him on the bench, just yeah. to, uh, third in the league right now at a hundred and a half points. And that's, that's an interesting move. That's an interesting move. Yeah, Whenever, yeah. uh, he's who, third. Who in, he, can you see who he picked up at when he was dropping rainy? Thing is, it's so strange that he's tied for a second with 33 t- saves with two other teams. So that can be immediately two points that yeah, you yeah. that you you know that you're losing. Um, let's see, the drop was for Rainey, and the pickup was. Hold on, I was just on the page. I should have stayed on it. Mm-hmm. Eli Morgan. Eli Morgan was the pickup. Morgan. He wanted it, so he wanted a, more of a starter. Well, Morgan's he's not, not really starting. Smart. No, no, he's, no, he's, he's not, yeah, he's uh, more of a long man right now. Yeah, yeah, inning a two inning guy. Yeah, interesting, interesting. play. That's uh, wow. I don't know if the ratios are going to be that much better with Morgan than Rainey. I mean, Rainey's not great, but at least he gives you the occasional save. I don't know. It's yeah, I would. It's not something I would have done, but of course I make other mistakes, and so yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't Just criticize too much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did also list Rob the top 20 as usual, and Mark Bendar is the number one again. He passed Bob Katsarumpas, uh, who's now in second. Kyle Brinkman, third. Bill Macy, then Douglas Gruber, who's still got two teams in the top 20, fifth and 12th. Um, the uh, opera duo of Robert Mershak and Ian Kahn are in sixth place. Um, and Tid, Ned Donahue, who's just killing it this year. He's he's an eighth. Charles Summer and Scott Genstad is uh, is tenth place. So those guys are just doing extremely well. Um, I don't know if I want to read the, all the top twenty, but Robert Kremitola is in both thirteenth and twentieth uh, as of Monday morning. Um, Rob Silver seventeenth. John Posma eighteenth. Matt Modica, 19th, Chris Fessler, 14th. I mean, these are all excellent players. Yep. Not not really shocked to see any of them in the top 20, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, no, absolutely phenomenal players. Uh, I'll be having Mr. Gruber and Pausma on the podcast tomorrow night, and I'm pretty excited. To oh, that'll be great. A great. That'll be great pod. Those guys are just outstanding players. Yeah, it's basically going to be me saying, all right, how the hell do you guys have all these teams in the top of the overall yeah, every year? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like it would be It would be good enough in my mind if they were just, we had these this one great year and we had like eight teams, but they, they just do it every single year. Yep. It's just amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you'll have a great part with them. Right. I did also mention that Phil Dussault fell to 73rd from 38th. And I provided a picture for those who want to look at the article of his new work style. Um, <laughs> but um, I think maybe that's, that's holding him back a little. <laughs> <laughs> and, anyway, and then, uh, and then I do also, I'm not going to obviously go through it, but I do list all the league uh, first, second, and third place. Rob, you're doing very well. Uh, I think you were first and third at the time I did this. Um, so congrats to you. And then I do mention, I won't list all the shout outs, but I gave some shout outs to people that were doing really well in multiple league and uh, just, I think, uh, deserve a little recognition for how they've done. Um, so uh, it's, it's a good year. I mean, we're 41% into the season. And I think it's starting to take shape that I think over the next month or so, you have to be kind of in the top half to really have a good shot. It's not like you can't do it, but you, you don't want to be in 12th place, uh, you know, after one more month and, and figure you're going to win your league. Um, right. So, uh, but, but it's, it's fun for me to follow. And I think, um, I think it's, it's proven that there's, there's a lot of great players in the main event and they're all uh, competing hard and, they're they're using their fab, and I'll be inter interested to see how they handle it coming down the stretch. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And I think one thing we always mention is how just everything is accessible on the NFBC. Not only is the competition the best, but got all this historical data to look at and to and to just you know compare stats from you know previous season right. overall right. statistics um and 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 see how other players are playing as well it's just really yeah it's just awesome and, and it's great to follow that as you go along you know if you happen to be looking at the list of the overall you know to you know if you want to just peek at how these players have been historical it's all it's all there it's all there yep. and it's great yep. it's great that it's all there you know so I think yeah, it's, it's really, great, uh, great yeah, it's I think it just makes, uh, you know, all this even, you know, like more, you know, awesome, you know, just, uh, everything's out there for us to look at and observe. Yep. Yep. For sure. So yeah, I'm going to try to keep plugging along, Todd. That's all we could do. That's it. Just keep well, you're doing a great job. Good luck to you. I hope yeah. uh, you stay up there over the next part of the season and good luck to everybody that's listening. I think, uh, obviously everybody's putting a lot of time and effort into it and you like to see that kind of effort rewarded. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's all we can ask for, you know, just like putting in the work, putting in the, the draft prep and, you know, trying to stay on top of things as much as we can during the season to uh, remain competitive. If it's obviously if it's draft champions, it's a little different. You still, you, you still want to be on top of setting your lineups to the maximum yeah. thing yeah. you can do. And, um, give yourself a yeah. chance. I mean, you know, you want to, you want to give your team every chance to succeed. Right. Exactly. And I'm, I'm proud right now that I have like, um, I have uh, like top 50 overall teams in a couple of different formats. You know, I have the main event where I have a team 38th and 51, um, but online championship, I have a team 38th, the That's auction. Great. That's great. The the online auction fourth overall and wow, wow. Um, draft champions thirty third and two two teams in the fifty leagues those uh, draft the the draft and hold for twelve team is also in the top fifty uh, so That's um, That's yeah funny. yeah just and I I tried to 
I think, you know, I think important for everyone to know, like, don't be afraid to try different format because I felt like trying a couple of different more formats this year helped me even more. Like the 50, the 50 leagues are great because it's 50 bucks and it's draft and hold. And um, it helped me in prep. It's like draft champions helped me with the main event. I think the fifties helped for the online championships, you know? So, Uh um, and it's, it just brought a whole new level of thinking to, you know, having a draft and hold with 12 teams instead of 15 teams. So everything I learned and digging through the numbers of what to might be the best roster construct helped me uh, with all my other leagues. So um, try different leagues, you know, just, yeah, I I think um, I was always like, I'm just going to play 15 teamers, but, I've, I've enjoyed getting into the 12 and trying to get better mm-hmm. at it. I think that's the thing. Even if I wasn't doing well with them last year, um, I still have to have a desire to try to get better at it instead of just giving it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of a challenge, you know, and the waiver wire is much different and you got to put a different thinking cap on when you uh, address your team as a 12, certainly. Yeah, for sure. All right, Todd, anything else you got to say before we sign out of here? Want to tell everyone where to find your wonderful article? Sure, it's a a free article. If you guys haven't seen it, it's at spstreamer.com. And uh, I'm at at Telestar7 on Twitter. And I just wish everybody a good week. And hopefully uh, there won't be too many injuries, especially to the bigger name players. That's my, my hope anyway. Right. Awesome. Good stuff, Todd. Thanks for hanging out again. And uh, we'll talk next talk next week my man yep talk to you soon thank you rob all righty folks thanks for tuning in to another episode of the pro hitter podcast thanks for everyone who has recently sent in a review and a rating much deeply appreciated super 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 thank you um yeah thanks for tuning in every week to listening to the podcast and um hope you guys and girls are having a wonderful summer and are doing your best to stay afloat in your fantasy league but as well as keeping a good balance in the rest of your life and getting out and enjoying things, you know, living life and enjoying every single minute of it because that is the whole goddamn point, you know? I mean, if you're not waking up happy and you're not going to sleep happy and you're not happy during the day, needs to be a change. Everyone goes through some struggles and they have to work themselves to be better and to you know find paths to happiness and good balance so if you're struggling with that you know reach out to someone anyone that you could talk to reach out to me I mean I reach out to people all the time to get myself straight so it's just the way it is it's just a circle of life you have people you could lean on you could trust let them know what you're thinking hopefully you could work it out for yourself but be well and don't be a bag of shit <laughs>